Welcome back to Rude Dude. I am your host, young Henry, the old fella, younger every day. I don't know what I'm doing with my pal Cameron. I didn't prepare that. You can tell. How you doing today, Cam? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, when we go from Sea Biscuit to what, like Rusty Pelican to Hi, I'm Henry, the old guy. You can tell that we were a little underprepared. Um, I'm doing good, man. Uh, super stoked for this episode. Like I was saying, uh, pre-show. A little tired, um, office day today, um, been jamming, 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 and then rushed home, um, got all the stuff into the studio and here we are, bro. How are you doing today? Well, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a little frazzled. I think that has something to do with the funky okay. intro because we got my sister here and she's listening and waiting mm-hmm. in the waiting room. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited and nervous and. I, I think it's going to be good. I'm not worried about anything she's going to say, but uh, I think it could be an emotional one. So it's got me, uh, I'm gearing up for it a little bit. Well, dude, I think that's natural, right? Like I, I was, uh, I was a little nervous when Justin came on. Right. Um, but I wasn't like, Hey, this is going to be hard. And then when he started talking and like telling some of the stories and I was like sitting there, I was like, Ooh, this does kind of hurt. So I get with, there's a little anxiety about it, but dude, like it, it's, it, it's beautiful though, man. And, and we'll get into why it is, um, as this episode progresses, but, but don't let the nerves get to you, dude. Um, it, it, it's all a part of it and it's all about us being transparent and being who we say we are. Right. And even if she wasn't going to say anything emotional, it's like, my big sister is in here about to watch me do my thing. I feel nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know, dude. I mean, without any further ado, man, should we should we bring her in? Yeah, dude. I think I think we just get right on into it, bro. Um, let's get her in. And here she is. One, two, three. Ta-da. Go ahead, Ken. Hi, Mac. Hi. <laughs> What's up? You got you. You got your bangs just in time for the Rude Dude Pod. Love it. Love the look. They're making your debut right now for you. Wow. They are fantastic. Tens and tens of YouTube subscribers will (laughs) be able to see your bangs. Maybe you can bring all the subscribers because they need to see my bangs. Yeah, well, hashtag bangs. Let's go. That's right, dude. That's right. How are you doing today, Mac? Is it weird that I feel like I need a shot of something? <laughs> That's not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say it. No, but I, I was I was just listening to Henry <clears throat> chat about, you know, he's a little nervous and I'm also feeling excited. I feel like, um, but I definitely have like the, the warm fuzzies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I... I I'm so proud of you guys for doing this and keeping it going for as long as you have and turning it into something. And I'm just, 
honored to be here and chat with you. And it hasn't been an easy road and this will probably be interesting to go down through some, some shit that we haven't talked about before maybe. And, um, but overall guys, you freaking did it. Dude, dude, I am doing it. (laughs) No, I said I was tired after that. See here, Max, you're coming in and be like, Hey, you guys are dedicated. You're awesome. You're turning it into something. I'm over here. Just like, dude, I'm, I'm ready to go, bro. In the zone. Locked in. Well, tell us a little bit just about yourself now and like what you do and all that. Okay. Just a brief synopsis. My name is Mackenzie. I live in Fair Oaks, California. I like the river. Long walks by the river. <laughs> um, I grew up with Henry, obviously, here. Um, and uh, let's see. <clears throat> Well, I want to start off with a quick little story about a memory I have in Santa Cruz when we went to swim camp. Um, I think you were maybe nine. Do you remember how old you were? I don't, but I I mean, I remember camp, but yeah, that sounds about right. And there was this guy, this kid there, his name was Teddy. And he it was either teddy or someone else asked us how we like why we got along so well and i'll never forget that because i didn't think that we didn't i didn't think about it i didn't know if we got along or we didn't because i never considered it but it was i it stood out to me because somebody else i guess noticed it and um and then i just remember saying well he's my best friend And I think about it all the time and it was before you started drinking. And so there, there were just memories and maybe you were getting into weird shit. I don't know, but there were just memories of that. (laughs) Just a little bit of mom and dad's Kahlua and cream. Just the sip they let me have. Oh my God. Mom made me one the other day when we were decorating the tree because tradition. And I took one sip and I was like, I think this is my year that I cannot do this anymore. It's just not good. It's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I still have Now I have to take this aside. Well, first of all, you're trying to make me cry with the very first story. <laughs> Second of all, so swim camp, like I always think about these random memories that are just burned into your soul. And the one I have from swim camp is that supposedly, and I still don't know to this day, but the this this girl like the girl snuck up to the boys area and this girl said she climbed like scaled the outside of the building climbed up into our window the girls and the boys were hanging out there's wally bob <laughs> hi wally <laughs> oh and reggie um, the whole gang the gang's all here yes. yeah my sister's daughter my niece stopped by um and she's like i came in and we were trying to wake you up and we couldn't wake you up and i gave you a kiss on the cheek and it's like <laughs> my biggest regret in life i'm like damn it i could have hung out with the girl and i couldn't wake up it's like the most random thing that i just never I'm forgot maybe remembering this story actually yeah I do I, remember Teddy. I couldn't tell you anything else about that, but it sounds was familiar. Was it Teddy or Eddie? It was oh, Teddy. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know, dude. That's a that's a so that's a funny story that that reminds me of. Do you remember up at Jenna Bond, Corey? Sorry, I'm gonna go on a tangent, Mac, for a second. Do you remember that? The, go for the, it. The, we're not gonna take it night. <laughs> we were all sneaking around. <laughs> we were sneaking up to the girls because the yeah, girls sleep up upstairs and we were all downstairs and we were sneaking in there oh man that's good time yeah anyways go ahead. Same, same situation her dad was playing SWAT like looking for us making sure we were downstairs um so I was gonna say let's start let's start with I Wallace <laughs> she needs help with her homework <laughs> let's start with at the very little, beginning yeah a very good place right. to start um, so you see how me and Max brain works this way. <laughs> you guys are saying right. <laughs> yeah. um, Wallace distracted me Sorry, with me a too. little bit of um, like what it was like you and I as kids our family and growing up and like before addiction um, well I remember a lot of seeing mom's family but not a lot of dads except for aunt laurel and will um and we had grandparents but they were the kind mom's mom and um our grandpa passed away when i was nine um and and then let's see mom yeah, Grandpa Hal passed away, and, we, and then Mom's mom and our step-grandpa, which was always Grandpa to us, um, they passed away more recent, but they were the kind of grandparents that took you out for your birthday and then maybe saw you on Christmas, and you had better be dressed right and get your hair done right. Otherwise, you know, shit was going down. Um, <clears throat> so that was interesting. It's always interesting to reflect back. That's kind of a tangent, but to reflect back on how mom's mom was, she was very cold and, um, you know, don't touch anything in her house kind of thing. Yes. That's and the first thing that comes to mind. yeah, and she had these fake it's white things. or it's made out of glass and you can't yeah, touch it. And she had these butterflies <laughs> on the wall that were like fancy. I remember those so well. Um, and then dad's mom was wonderful. She was kind of nasty, but um, when she wanted to be, but she was also warm and beautiful and just an incredibly tough woman who raised four children basically on her own. But she lived in Massachusetts and then she was close by and then she left again. So um, I guess we were in and out. We always had our mom around. Our dad was working all the time. And that woman uh, raised us basically on her own. And my dad was there and he's still present. And I know you guys talk about him a lot and um, he's wonderful, but it, it, he just was not available because he was providing. Girl. Yeah. And it's interesting that you bring up like grandma Billy and how she had to raise four kids mm -hmm. on her own. Um because we talked about a realization that you and I had late a lot later in life was the whole, maybe he was doing the best he could with what he had yeah. and um, his mom, him being the oldest. So his mom being really hard on him and 
everything being his fault and him having to partially help raise his younger siblings yeah. and all that. Yeah. So when, as you get older, you get a little bit of a, more of a picture of, you know, the circumstances um, of what it might've been like for your parents and why they might've been the way they are, you know? Yeah. You know what, dude, I actually hearing Max say this, we kind of shared almost a similar childhood. Um, my dad was actually, now that I'm sitting here just thinking about it, my dad was actually gone a lot too, doing the same type of thing. Uh, my dad missed, you know, all-star games when I was playing baseball. He was traveling around the country doing work. Um, and the more and more I sit here and I think about it, it it kind of sucks, right? Like when you think about it, because now I see him interact with my with my, with my my kids, he he's so much more involved, right? And I wonder yeah. if it's like this, this, hey, I missed this opportunity when I was with my kids because he missed so many milestones providing for the family doing what he had to do. Um, I don't mean to go into a, a dad bashing, you know, rampage, but 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 we definitely had a, a similar experience. And I, I hadn't thought of it until now um, because maybe I blocked it out. But it was a lot of time with mom. We, we all share that in common. Uh, my mom definitely was the one taking care of us. Yeah. Well, what was crazy about our dad is he was in town, but never there. <laughs> like he might as well not have been. That makes it worse. There was a night we were playing with something in the kitchen, and we had this huge window at the front of our house. It was nine panels, three, six, three, three, three. And <clears throat> Henry broke one at one point in our life. Just FYI. Um, not surprising. And we were playing and he shows up and it was winter, I'm guessing, because it was dark and we were still awake. And he had all of these rolls of paper in his house, in his hands, and he had them like holding them. And he starts banging on the window to open the door for us to open the door for him. And I froze. Like thinking about it now, I'm I'm like freaking out because he... I thought he had bazookas and machine guns, and I always think of Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I don't. I'm sure I had just watched Roger Rabbit, but I think about it all the time. I couldn't even. Oops. I like looked and was like, "Mom!" Like I couldn't get the words out. I just said like mouthed her name and just. <laughs> and now we've learned where Mackenzie's anxiety stems from. Right, yeah, man. seriously. That. Anyway, so our childhood, yes, it was normal in that we had amazing neighbors, amazing friends. Um, our parents, looking back now, of course, you always are like, oh, that's interesting. Like, my mom was very social. Our dad was not social at all. Um, but I feel like mom forced him to be social and they would have this gourmet supper club. And I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Um, <clears throat> looking back, I'm just like, <laughs> How did they, how were they together for so long? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. okay. so. Yeah, that, that was a, that was a, I, I always think of my recollection of when they broke up is it was something like, Hey, you know, we were, we're, we want to tell you guys something and we're, we're getting divorced and you and I were like, <laughs> Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. What what are you waiting for? Well, at one point when I was um, like seventh grade or eighth grade when we moved, and I think you were in fifth or sixth grade, um, and dad wasn't going to come. And then he ended up coming with us. 
and um, because we're the best. But um, I think that's that's when it for me that's when it started to go downhill for you, right? When we moved and you met you met the wrong France. Corona Vista. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So to this day, I am a strong proponent of don't stay together for the kids because it's not better. Yeah. Like if you don't get along with your parents and you're modeling a bad, unhappy relationship, uh, if you don't get along with your spouse or partner and you're modeling a bad relationship and anger and you know, arguments and all that. Um, it's not better. And, and I went down that path myself for a little while. Uh, I was modeling bad relationships because that's what was modeled to me. Um, so because of like how we grew up in their relationship, I always say like, it's, you don't stay together for the kids. That doesn't work. It's like, if you don't love each other, it's not going to work. No, you're not, not not that they don't love each other, but they almost like they're just different, you know? Yeah. It's almost like, yeah. And you have to like each other. (laughs) Right. I I do. I do have a, I do have an interesting question for you, Mac. Henry mentioned in, in one of our episodes that he would be afraid to nap. Do you, did you share that same type of feeling that like, that like if you heard the garage door open, you'd you're like instant anxiety. That was the thing for you too. There were no naps allowed. And it's so funny because dad is such a huge fan of like sleep now, but he used to turn on the radio really, really loud in the mornings. If we were sleeping too late on the weekends, um, and it was always like NPR or something like blasting. Do you remember that? And yeah. then, um, <clears throat> if we, we didn't relax, we didn't relax. And part of it was because dad, our dad was, um, uh, you know, he always wanted us to be raised doing on right. a farm. Yeah. And then the other part was our mom kept us busy to keep us away from our dad. <laughs> So if we were on the weekends. I really don't remember just hanging out and uh, relaxing at home and having a down day. It was either yard work or I remember the, I actually remember the first um, new year's that we relaxed for the entire day. We watched movies in the pool house all day and our parents watched movies in the house all day. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't want to mess it up. I think I was 16 and um, I went inside to ask a question and they were like, we're going to go see stomp like the show at downtown. Do you guys want to come? And I think my friend Arlene was there and we went and saw a show after we had watched movies all day. And I, I could not believe that that happened. Dude. Oh, I, (laughs) it's well, I the I have a similar recollection which was I remember if I woke up and right <laughs> sorry we have a little visitor again yes. that's okay. okay later if I woke up and like the TV was on I was like oh my god thank you so much and just like you said like let me like sneak past and like, yeah, let me, maybe that he won't notice me. I'll just hide over here on the couch behind a pillow and maybe we get to relax for a little while. 
I have the same exact recollection, like my best days, few and far between, but like I'd wake up on a Saturday and the TV was on like, oh my God, we're not working. We're not working for a little bit. Hooray. Always work. I I had a similar thing. We always had to go to my grandparents every weekend. I was in Georgetown on Sunday. I was in Georgetown or Garden Valley up mowing my grandparents' lawn or doing stuff for them every single weekend weekend of my life and like like it got progressively yeah. worse as in high school i was hung over on those weekdays so sunday show up and i'd be showing up like just like you know mowing the lawn but it was it was not an option dude i i didn't come from a house where relaxing was an option either not as stringent as you guys i will tell you that much but i definitely can relate yeah that new think- year's day was the night after you kissed cody wasn't it Oh, Um, no, because I'm pretty sure that was the year before or after, because I think this was 2000 and I kissed Nick Dean. Oh, Y2K. Yeah. Um, The world was at an end. Yeah. So, so yeah. And we're going to say without saying it, you know, dad was, dad was pretty hard on us. Um, He... And I've said this, you know, he's since come around. He's since apologized. He's since uh, changed he, he his actions. Yeah. Yeah. He's really beat himself up. But, but you know, we're and we're here now. And we don't hold it against him. And the fact that he's, he realized it is awesome. And the fact that he did something about it is even better. And it's so funny, Cameron, that you mentioned about your dad, how he is with your daughter, because mm-hmm. I'm sitting here listening to Matt go, you know, he turned on talk radio too loud to wake us up in the morning. I call my dad. It's like one o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, Katie's there sleeping. I can't get her to help me with anything. I was like, dad, you had me on the fucking mower at 7 a.m. on a Saturday. Why are you being soft? Get her ass up now, boy. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's yeah. Times have changed. So I have another. I have a question. For All you, right, Mac. Mac did you? Okay. Um, sorry, Henry. Do you want to get this one? No, no, no. Go. Okay. Did you have any sort of partying phase in your teenage no. years? No. No, I think about this a lot, and I especially thought about it in the last, you know, couple of weeks leading up to this. I, um, I took the role on for a really long time. And I still have this role of um, I have to be in control all the time because Henry was chaos. And so if I wasn't, then my world was going to end. Um, Like something was going to happen. And I mean, you guys know, but it was really hard because I didn't, we didn't know if he was coming home. We didn't know if he was going to be in jail. Um, and it took a while for me to catch on. I'm pretty sure my parents probably caught on before. I think, I don't know. Um, but I definitely assumed the role in high school that because I'm also the oldest and I'm a girl and I'm a, the, like the first granddaughter on, our dad's side um, and the second on our mom's side. Uh, and I just never look back and I am still that way. Actually right now I'm like, Ooh, I want to try drugs <laughs> as an adult. I'm like, let's get into some drugs. Uh, but I know, you know, I also feel really 
really lucky I didn't I didn't get the gene to to be addict have an addictive personality. I definitely um, work out a lot, and I like if I don't, then I get crazy. But um, that's that's like the thing that I would you know think the most I guess addictive. I don't know. I wouldn't say that you didn't party at all. Do you remember no. the first time I got drunk with you guys? Yeah, but I, of course I do. And I can't believe that it was with Brad, who is now my husband. <laughs> yes. Um, that is so wild. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have definitely had my moments. I mean, there was a night I remember doing like seven shots of tequila or t- 14 or something ridiculous at a high school party. And I never did that again, but I threw up the whole night and then I had to play basketball the next day. And I was fine because we're in high school and I played, um, <laughs> I was young, but, uh, and luckily I was already horrible. So I didn't get much playing time. late bloomer so was there a moment when you started to notice like a change in me or the way you were describing that kind of seems like you felt like it was always bad um i i remember i have a lot of memories of well i i remember let's see i felt like like it was different when because i could i never wanted to go out and party like it was once in a while if my friends if there was something going on but for you i remember you saying to me when you were freshman sophomore maybe junior I deserve to party on the weekends because I work all week at school. That's what you said to me at one point. And I was like, what? I did not compute for me. I could not. And I was like, this guy is so much like, I would never have that take on, on it. Um, It just really, uh, it was so different. And I, yeah, I just couldn't believe that you wanted to just party all the time. Well, you know what's funny about that? That certainly doesn't justify being an alcoholic and partying like crazy when you're 16. But as soon as you said that, I thought about this. Okay, I was I was young, old. I might as well have had like a cul-de-sac because in high school I would go to school all day and then I would have basketball practice and then I would change into my little button up and tie and go work with Cameron at the spaghetti factory. That's right. So I actually had the also, life of a 36 year old. I also <laughs> did this. I also, I was working, I went to school full time. I swam on the swim team for Sierra college from three, three to five every single day. And then I worked at Jamba juice and I did not yeah. feel that way. So that's well, where I'm like, I, these are my responsibilities. I cannot let anybody down ever. And no, I've been doing that ever since. we're different than that. <laughs> I wasn't actually saying that that should I should have been allowed to drink, but right. I, I, I was saying like it's it's an interesting perspective because that's the perspective of a full grown adult. But we were raised as like you have to work, you have to yeah. like pay for your own stuff, and you always have to be busy. And you and so 
I mean, at a young age, we did have like a lot of responsibilities kind of that I could see. I'm just looking in, in like, yeah. in retrospect, like, oh, I, you know, I felt exhausted from all this stuff I was doing and I felt like I deserved a drink. That is, and that's, I think that's the difference between our mentality. Cause I never, I would never turn to alcohol if there was a stressful moment. I just got through it. Luckily, like I just didn't have, I never felt like I deserved a drink or anything like that. I just was like, I need a nap or whatever. <laughs> well, we weren't allowed to nap. So that was out. <laughs> I just oh my God. Um, and then there was another time where I was going through your closet for something. I don't think I was snooping, but you thought I was snooping. Because you were hiding something. And yeah, I'm sure it was weed. And then I went and told mom, because I'm a narc. And I was and I was like, Mom, he's hiding something. He won't let me go through his closet. And I'm like, what does he have to hide? The only thing I had to hide was my diary, which had a lock on it. So nobody was getting in that. Talking about, you know. Well, I think we have a big I think we had a really big uh, stereotype. Uh, for lack of a better word, that I think is common with a lot of people. And that was the first kid, and especially the girl, has yeah. all these rules, and, and you can only do this and that. And then when the second child and slash boy comes around, it's like, yeah, yeah. do whatever you want, have a good... And you obviously hated that and resented that. So I think there was a lot of that in there as well. I, yeah, I guess I did... Um, plus I wasn't good in school and you just were, and you didn't do shit, <laughs> but I also didn't apply myself because I felt like <clears throat> everything I did was wrong. Um, and, um, and not until college when I was doing stuff that I enjoyed taking classes that I liked, um, did I get it right? But I, th- yeah, I think it was, there, I have other memories of you coming down to Long Beach and going to school and you came over for Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving and we had to send you home. And I was devastated because I didn't know you had a problem, but I knew you liked to party. But that was maybe my – there was another time at, when I was still at home going to um, Sierra – the junior college before I left um, where I woke up to you and dad fighting in the middle of the night. And I had to go coach swim team at 5.00 AM. Cause I was coaching masters as a 19 year old. Um, <laughs> and I got there and I was still training. And so my head coach was still there and I was shaking because I was so upset. And, um, and that was the first time I had seen and the last time I had seen you and dad get physical with each other. And it wasn't like you were beating each other up. You were like wrestling in the hallway. And um, my coach, Chris, was an angel and he gave me his credit card and he said, go get Starbucks for us. And then he just let me vent to him. And like, it was so hard, but Chris was a really important person in my life at that time. He and his wife were, he was my coach and she was, um, they, they owned a swim team and I, I coached for the kids too on that. But, um, 
I think they really got me through a time with you that was really, really difficult. It was so unpredictable. And then mom and dad were fighting all the time. And then, you you know, you weren't in school. And um, that was really, really hard. I think it's super, I think it's super interesting how there can be such a difference between siblings. Um, I, was, <laughs> I, I was, I was the oldest and, and, and I was the boundary pusher. He right? was me in yes. this scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they flip flop. Justin was afraid of getting in trouble. Justin, I actually ruined everything for Justin. If you ask Justin, I ruined Justin's high school experience. I ruined everything yeah. because I couldn't, I couldn't be stopped. I followed no rules. I was fucked yeah. up all the time. It was, it was, I was stoned every minute of every day. My parents couldn't stop me. It was a nightmare. Um, but I just think it's just so crazy how there's such a vast discrepancy between two siblings. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like. I appreciate you being open about the um, the pain that some of those co- those stories cause you, uh, Mac. That's it's never easy, and especially when you talk about fighting with with the dad. Um, I've had similar things happen um, back in those days. Um, not Henry or I's finest moments. Um, when we think about those things, um, yeah, of course you, not. What would you uh, um, consider? Did you ever have a moment of, hey, maybe I should distance myself from him, or maybe I should give up on him? Was that ever a thought in your mind oh, yeah. once you started realizing oh, yeah. that he had a problem? Yeah. So there was one other time that always sticks out in my mind before I get to that. And I think that it'll wrap, I'll wrap this up in a bow, but he, um, you Henry, uh, borrowed my bike and you got all these, um, stickers in the tires. And so they were not usable. They needed to be re whatever we needed new tires. And I couldn't believe that you were so inconsiderate or that you didn't consider that I could not use my bike anymore. You had no, um, you had no thought about it. And I know was now this in California or Long yeah, Beach. It was in Sac. California. And I, I know remember. now that it was because you, uh, you were sick. Um, but at the time I'm just like, this piece of shit, like it just borrows my stuff and breaks it and then doesn't care. Um, and so I guess, God, we've like really gone all over, but, um, so we, we, I graduated high school. I went to the junior college by us. So I was still at home while he was finishing up high school. Then I moved to long beach to go to college and he came down and went to the junior college down there. So we saw each other for a bit um, there. And I really realized, and actually that's where he told um, our, my dad came, our dad came down to visit us and he and Henry told us that he had wanted to kill himself. He had thoughts of suicide. Do you remember that? Uh, to be honest, I, I don't really. And I, I, I think you were really sick at that point And we didn't, know the severity of the situation. I think I didn't understand it. Maybe mom and dad were in denial, but I think that kind of was a wake up call. So I'm pretty sure after that you moved home. Well, I was 
so isolated in Long Beach. Um, yeah. Ashley Marzigliano moved down there with me, and she was a great friend of mine. And then she was straight up not having a good time, and she went home. So I lived in that this apartment by myself, and I had an, another roommate move in. Um, but for some reason, I just didn't make any friends at school. I didn't make any friends really at work. And I was just like, well, because you worked isolated. at Panda Express. <laughs> yeah, I can't risk it. Your scoop too big. Your scoop is um, too big. <laughs> uh, and I want to go back to that Friendsgiving because yeah. I remember that vividly, and it's interesting that I do because obviously I was drunk. Um, but what I remember what happened is I came over there. I was already drunk, and I was trying to drink with you and your friends. Yeah. And you like tried to cut me off and I was like, I have my own alcohol, my own house. There's no reason I can't drink here. And yeah. we had a big, you know, we, we had a big, um, I think I, drag you. Out. I think I slapped you. I think you did. Yeah. And, and I just rode off on my bike. Yeah. Um, and Brad was and, there. Oh, and yeah. I do remember like, even though I wasn't in that mindset yet, I do remember like feeling some remorse of like, Oh, my sister was with her friends and I just embarrassed her. And like that, that was a moment for me where I was like, God, that like, I, I've, I've, I realized that I really hurt you and like bummed you out and made a scene in front of your friends. And this was a time in long beach when I was like plastic handle vodka and yeah. chasing it with Gatorade. So my, my, my plastic handle vodka was always tinted pink because I chased it with red Gatorade direct from the bottle. Mm. Wow. So interesting. Yeah. There. I like oh, it makes me so time. sad. And then um, when I can't remember when Katie comes into this scenario, I think she was already born at that point. Was she? No, no. Okay. Oh, maybe. Actually, this was probably when we were hadn't found out yet. Yeah, that tracks. I think that's right. And anyway, so I graduate and you came down to my graduation, but they couldn't find you to get you on the airplane, which and dad was really depressed because he had lost a bunch of investment stuff. And Mm. it like made me so sad to see him. And I was trying to fix it because that's my role in this family. Um, And then, which is not bad. I'm not complaining. It's just what it is. Um, And then I moved, I moved away because I could not be where Henry was. It was so stressful and I could not be where my parents were either because I felt like they weren't handling um, him and uh, they they weren't getting along. So I was like, I'm out. So I went to Germany for a little bit. And um, you'll love this story. I oh. was waiting for my brother to meet me there. And um, it I was picking him up at the train station. And our parents, I think, were on a later flight. And they, we, I remember we had found out about Katie when I was in Germany, I think. So, um, 
anyway, so I pick up Henry at the train station and he's late and I pick him up. I find him peeing on a wall in, in the train station. And I got so mad at him because I instantly realized that he was drunk and he said, I got lost and I got scared. And so I just started drinking. And that was so hard for me to comprehend because I'm still you smack me again. Yeah, I'm a 23 year old person <laughs> who loves to smack her brother. Um, no, who who doesn't understand addiction? I deserved it. You did. Yeah. You were peeing in a public space, yeah. and um, and it, it was tr- really hard for me. Um, and uh, but you know, and we had a really terrible time that whole trip because Henry kept sneaking alcohol. My mom and I were marking the bottles. We were staying at my friend um, Corey's house and he was gone. He went home to Ohio for Christmas. So he was a teacher there and we're in Germany and you keep drinking at night and hiding it underneath the trash bag in the toilet, um, but in the, in the bathroom um, because you keep sneaking out and getting, <laughs> just getting small things. And, and you kept wanting to party and dad and I are like, we want to sleep because dad was on the sleep train at that point. Um, and it was just so sad because we all knew and you couldn't keep it together, but you were pretending to, and, um, it was just sad. And so long story long, I think around that time is when I just shut it down I was, I was done. Um, there had been so many moments that, um, I felt betrayed. I felt in uh, not considered. I felt scared and, um, just really depressed that I had lost this person that I loved. And I still love, I mean, this is my guy. I, this is, I would do anything for him still, but I had to cut it off. So let me let me let you into a, a young alcoholic addict's mind going to Germany. Like it, instantly, I was there before mom and dad, like you said. So I was mm-hmm. alone, and they allow you to buy alcohol at any age. That was yeah. the number one thing on my mind. The number one thing that I thought of, and the very, very, very first chance I got, I found a market with alcohol. Um, and I bought some. And I remember also I was like walking to the store every day from that guy's house you were talking about with a backpack and buying vodka yeah. from the market over there. Um, so crazy. Yeah, definitely doing that. And go ahead, Cameron. No, no, go ahead, dude. I just uh, I, did, um, I, I was just curious, <laughs> Mac, did you have any insight or any any idea of what addiction looked like at all? No. Um, okay. Well, we knew our Sorry. grandpa was an alcoholic and we had heard a few stories from our mom about him, like crashing his car and her having to go get him. And it like, he should have died, but because you're jello when you're drunk, he didn't die. Um, and things like that. But we had never, I didn't, you know, you're, I, I didn't have the issue, so it didn't matter to me kind of a thing. Like I didn't ever really learn about it until much later in my later twenties, I guess. 
That makes sense. Yeah, and and mom was put in. My mom got the I dealt with it with my dad, and I never want to be like that. And I think Mac is kind of the same way. Um, my dad wasn't a big drinker either. My parents mm-hmm. were like have a drink on a Friday together as like a little celebratory type of, you know, fun, but it was never, it wasn't really an every night thing. And it was never never saw them drunk wasted. Yeah. I never once was like, Oh mom, mom or dad is, is messed up. Like never, they they would have a couple beers. My dad liked it or whatever, but it was not like they would get drunk. Um, but I do remember you, you mentioned like you had to move away and what was hard about that for me there, I got kicked out of high school. Um, and so that was like another, a big thing on, you know, in, in, for our family. And I also let's go back. Actually, I got kicked out of seventh grade at country day. Yeah. We both went there to the, it was a private school. We both went there. Like, what was your experience there? Um, I remember it just being like, oh, yeah, that's my brother. Like, he's so crazy kind of a thing. And I probably uh, brushed, I know I brushed it off and kind of just pushed it under the rug. And I may have even liked the attention at the time that it brought because I was so insecure, like so, so painfully insecure. Looking back, I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I think all of us are, but... I just like, I, I was like, oh, he did something bad, but now I'm getting like, people are talking to me about it. But then I still brushed under, I didn't go into detail, but I do remember liking the attention. And then your brother, that dude that was selling high schoolers weed underneath the power (laughs) power line. You guys. So if you want to hear more about that, go back and listen to my story because we have it all there. Yeah. The other part I was going to say is um, part of me, and, and this was kind of in retrospect too, but obviously I pushed you away, but our, our parents and their relationship was another element of it. Yeah. And I had like, I had a little like resentment of like, oh, Mac got out and she's out living her best life in Germany and New York and I'm stuck here with them fucking fighting and being awful still. And like, I think that also fueled and pushed me further into my addiction because I was like, oh, she gets to go be free and I'm still like stuck here with them and and dealing. And when you're, (laughs) when you're the one, um, when you're the one left behind, like, yeah. Oh, your dad's doing this. Your mom's doing this. Your dad, you know, you're kind of the mediator. And it's like, I don't fucking want to be this person at all. Yeah. Like, leave me out of it. Yeah. I felt like I, I wasn't helping, obviously. Right. Well, and I was just like, I don't have, I don't have to be here. I'm going. And I remember when I, when I graduated high school, I directly went to a small uh, college in Marin called Dominican. And I didn't end up liking it. So I came home, but I made a really sweet friend there and she wanted me to get on the train with her to go to Southern California for the weekend. And I didn't ask mom and dad. I told them because I was in college, but it still felt weird. And at that point, dad was so much easier to talk to because mom was still kind of in the 
my baby girl mode. Um, but dad was like, yeah, go do it. And I, I don't remember if I told one of them before the other, but I remember being like, Hey, I'm on the train heading to Santa Barbara with one of my friends. And ever since that moment, I was like, Oh, I, they don't, they don't care what I do. I'll do whatever I, whatever I want now. And then I did. Yeah, you you were always really good at I, I feel like that was the beginning of your healing journey. And I feel like you started healing before it was even cool, before it was a thing, mental health was everything. You like realize, oh, I can just leave and yeah. and that's what I need to do for myself. So you made that decision for yourself and and I will say, like, going back to Sierra College and coming home was great. It was those two years were the best also of my life. I loved being on that swim team. It saved my life um, for sure, because I was so I it kept me so focused. I was so stressed out about you, but I had like I had to I had to swim. So I had to be there Monday through Friday and blah, blah, blah. But it. It, Chris and Amy were the best role models and I needed them at that time because our parents just were not available. Yeah. And also you can't really relate. Sometimes you just, your parents aren't the right people to get advice from or to get, um, to get like life experience from. I got, they were role models for me and they really set me up like, Oh, you can choose to be happy. Like these two people, are so wonderful and so happy. And um, they had gone through a personal thing with one of their children who was ill and she ended up passing away and it was awful, but she was born with a heart condition. Mm -hmm. And um, that happened while I was there and to watch them go through that and come out on the other side with, they had a second and then a a third child um, who are now like graduated in college, which is so crazy. But I just, I don't know. I feel felt really close to them. Um, they got me through a lot. That's awesome. So when, um, when Henry first went into rehab, um, did you have a sense of, Hey, maybe this is, this is it. He's finally realized it. And, and, and maybe all this madness will stop. Um, I don't remember ever. And I mean, his first, his first rehab stint, his first of five, four. What was it? <laughs> uh, I think four, five, if you I, count the return visit to. Jacob oh yeah. Slatter. Okay. I, first of four. I never believed it. I never believed it. I didn't even believe it um, when this last time until it took me a long time because also what happened on the last one was Mila, And I was like, Oh, that's going to set him back. Great. Like, Oh, here we go again. You know? And I think even in, after he had been sober for six months, um, it uh, and he came home, and that's when Mila was conceived. Um, and then he went back. I still think he was not in the. He's definitely not in the state of mind he's in now. Um, right? I mean, it, you're still kind of after six months. You're still 
pot of jello, I think, until it took a while. Well, yeah, it's when you take away the drugs and alcohol, you just realized, oh, I'm a fucked up human being that doesn't know anything about anything. And they even say, like, the longer you stay sober, the more you realize that yeah. you don't know anything. Right, oh, Cameron? Yeah, that's super true. Um, and, and and hearing it come from you, Mac, the, the whole, hey, six months is is nothing and and it's something to be to be celebrated in the sober community you know any day that we say is a big deal so i don't mean i don't mean to sit there and say hey that's not a big deal but in terms of actually like fully transforming um that never ends that never ends so six months you know you could come out yeah you may be dry but but you're not making significant significant changes i think it's taken i i'm almost at six years here and and I'm finally feeling, and this is complete, me being completely honest. I'm finally feeling comfortable with who I am as a person. Yeah, I'm able to do. I'm able to take criticism. I'm able to set my ego aside. I'm able to accept my faults. I'm able to do all the things that I'm supposed to do. Um, and it took a long, long time. And I'm by no means am I perfect. Um, so yeah, six months, six months is, is, is just learning to ride a bike with the training wheels, maybe Yeah. in terms of yeah. it's over. Well, and like, I say all of this so casually, but obviously like I'm just beyond impressed and like thrilled that both of you have I could never do what you guys have done. I could, I could not do it. I can barely, I could never get rid of sugar, let alone like a cocktail. And I don't drink cocktails that much, but I, I'm like, if you told me I had, could never have sugar again, I don't know what I would do. I just, Mm. I'm so impressed that you guys have come this far and like, it's amazing. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And it, it, it is a, it is a journey. It is a journey. Now, when he finally did actually get some sustained time. Hold and on. I mean, let's go ahead. Go ahead. Let's, let's, let's go chronologically. I want to touch something before we get there. Okay. There was, so this time that you're describing kind of along with like you, you moving away and everything. Um, there was a time when I was like, Oh, my sister, like, my sister doesn't like me or doesn't care about me. Um, and it, it took me, it took me some time, like, in recovery and getting clean to realize what it really was, was that you couldn't, you were being healthy. I had no idea what healthy boundaries look like, but that's what you were doing. Even if you didn't know it, at the time, I think you did, but it wasn't that you didn't love me. It was that you loved me so much that you couldn't watch me kill myself and hurt yeah. myself and keep making these like terrible decisions. And it's funny, like the very first story that you open with of like, how do you guys get along so good? I remembered like after when I got clean and when I my mind got right and I got healthy and our like relationship today I was like oh my god she does love me so much and that's why she couldn't do it like I forgot we we are best friends you know and I and I lost you for a long time because 
because of what I was doing to myself and yeah. the way like you couldn't handle it. And, but I had this fucked up view of like, oh, my sister doesn't give a fuck about me. She doesn't even, she won't even talk to me, whatever. Like she's, and I never hated you, but I was like, I guess she just doesn't care. But I, you know, obviously see now that that wasn't the case. Oh my God. I cared so much. It was the opposite. And that is, I don't know that I thought it was healthy. I, our family's not even good at boundaries. So I don't know how I was the one that set them, (laughs) but I think I just couldn't, I couldn't get caught up in the drama of it all. And I also, yeah, I could not watch it happen. I just, it was so sad for so long. And, um, you know, we did work together too with the solar stuff for a little bit. And I remember having to try to find you in the morning um, and not knowing where you were. And it was like, oh, great. Like he went on a bender last night and then he would disappear for three days. And that's like, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. And yeah, I never stopped loving you. I was kind of joking, but I, I, I wasn't. And, and I was going to give you credit, like if you knew what you were doing, but we have to think and, and, you know, strap in kids cause we're aging ourselves here, but mental health wasn't a, a hot button topic. It wasn't a thing no, when we were younger. So no one, there wasn't this fantastic podcast and a billion others and <laughs> YouTube gurus and all these things like telling you boundaries, like help yourself yeah. uh, stand up. There, That didn't exist. So that's kind of what I was saying was like, you fell into doing what we now know is like being healthy and, and separating yourself and making a boundary. But you didn't, you were just like, I, I just got to go. I'm not sure why, but I think this is the right thing. Yeah. And, it, and it was, it's all the shit we talk about now, but that this rhetoric didn't exist back then. No, no. And I just remember mom and dad would come to me to talk about the different things. And of course they had very different versions of every story, which still happens. And it's like, I I was like, I just don't, I don't care. Like, well, let me know when he's better. Cause I, I don't, I could not, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. I just wanted to, you know, hang with Katie and, um, and I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I think my fucking lucky stars every day that you pulled out because I don't know a world where you don't exist, like isn't for me. I just, that's not, I'm just so grateful. Have you resigned yourself to that being a possibility though? Yes. That I might just, yeah. And you know, now I'm like, I don't want to lose you because you're back to who you were. Then I probably, I probably had, I know that I had grieved for you already and I would have been relieved at some points because then at least it would have stopped. Ooh, all right. Um, I appreciate the honesty <laughs> coming from both of you. Um, Hen, I appreciate the vulnerability. Mac, I appreciate um, you even saying that because that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. And I think it's a very, I think it's a very, um, important thing to push on that Henry said where, Hey, these boundaries 
weren't a hot button thing that that wasn't a thing and and i gotta commend you for doing that because you did it organically um hey i have to get out of this situation and yeah and and hen i i hen i can relate to that feeling it's a feeling that a lot of addicts and alcoholics feel well hey these people are leaving me they don't care about me anymore they don't yeah woe is me woe is me yeah we call that that in the in the program playing the victim um, yeah, I, you can yeah. ask one of these days, I'm going to get my wife on here and she's going to tell a wonderful story of how, when she decided to finally leave me before we were married, how many times I called her crying. How could you do this to me? How can mm-hmm. you leave me? I'm, I'm in pain. I'm trying to get sober. I'm sober. I'll never do it again. Yada, yada. You know what I mean? That same old sad regret, yeah. but she had to do exactly what you had to do, right? Whether I was going to get sober or not, she had to do what was best for her, regardless yeah. of, of the relationship. <laughs> And to do that for your sibling is incredibly hard. And, and I, I just, I really have to commend you both for, for being so honest about it. And especially on something as, as heavy as, Hey, um, I might've been relieved if you had passed away in the middle of your addiction. Um, that, that's kind of hard to hear. And how are you feeling about that? <laughs> I, I, I get it. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I get it now. Like, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say that if you weren't in a space where I think you could take it either. Like, yeah, because I know I know that I really did feel that way. And I think my parents did, too. But obviously, we never want that to happen. But there were moments where it's like, make it stop. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And I and remember that's like rem- my parents. Well, like mom and dad, like the only time they ever slept was when I was in jail or rehab because at least they knew where I was. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. God. We don't do those things anymore. um, Right before your 30th birthday, I was pregnant with Wallace and she was due um, October 2nd. And um, you were turning 30 on the 20th. And I came over to the house you were living in at the time, which was our grandma's house. And um, you, Ashley was there and um, you had, I don't know, you had been drinking and I don't know if you were asleep or what, but anyways, you came out of the room and you were asking about when your nephew was going to be born. And I was like, you mean your niece? And I was just like, like, get me out of this. This is ridiculous. And she was born a little bit after that. And you did come and see her. And I don't know if you were sober, if you remember, but then shortly after that, I was required to be sober for that. Yeah. Cause you told me at that time, you were like, you're not going to be her uncle or part of her life. If you were drunk. Yeah. But that was my, I was going, that was right before I came to West Virginia. And those were some of my darkest days. Darkest days. Yeah. I was about to say that's about rock rock bottom. Yeah. It was bad. And then when we moved you out of that house or actually it wasn't that house. It was the house before. Hazelwood. A Hazelwood house. Was that before? Yeah. When we moved you out of there um, and we found bottles everywhere hidden. Everywhere you were at rehab, um, it was so heartbreaking for me because the, I always had realizations of like, oh, it was way worse than I thought. Um, and hip hop. Oh, Dad's here. Say hi to your son. Hey, Dad. We're talking about you. <laughs> You're on the pod. I'm on the podcast. 
Oh, we think you're great. <laughs> the SB appearance. All good dude. stuff. We can't hear you. <laughs> oh, now Reggie's excited. <laughs> um, I think he's here for wrapping paper for Wallace. But, um, oh, darn it. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> I lost my. No, that's okay. No, you were just saying about thought. finding bottles. I think I think that's the uh, oh, that's the craziest thing. I yeah. had little little shots of New Amsterdam hidden around my moved out of my apartment that I was living in in my darkest time, absolutely hidden in every crevice, corner, yeah. and underneath couch cushions. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. It was insane. Yeah. But you were saying how you that helped you realize how bad it actually. Yeah. Was. Yeah, and like I remember him always having a a cup in the car, um, things under his car seat, um, everywhere and everything, and. It, I now that we're so far past it, I mean, it's only been six years and little hiccups along the way, but it's, I'm just like, I don't think he could ever get back to that place. I'm hoping um, because I'm, I'm like, Oh, I, I've blocked all a lot of shit out a lot, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking about it all. I was just uh, talking to my buddy Austin about this the other day and he, we live in a college town and he was talking about, he went to a basketball game and he saw the game got out of hands. He saw the kids leaving early and he was said to somebody like Elson recovery, like, Oh man, I kind of miss those days. They're going to have some fun. And the guy was like, what dude? And he's like, no, I, I mean, I don't want to do that. And I, and I've talked to him and I was like, but like, are they though? Like, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it was fun in that day, but then I was like, they, I, I don't want to, Sometimes I look at these, some of the fun parts with reverence, but I'm very easily able to remind myself of the darkness and the grossness and the sad and all that stuff. Like, and where even, you know, you mentioned I had relapses and could I go back? The answer is no, because when I, when I've had my relapses, that sadness comes back, that yeah. darkness. And I'm like, this is not me anymore. I don't want to, yeah. I, I have zero. I'm like, no matter how bad it is when I'm sober, everything's still okay. But when I start drinking and stuff again, I'm just like, fuck this world. Everything yeah. sucks. This is terrible. And like, I'm like, I don't, that's not me anymore. And I just don't want to be that person at all. And I feel that too. I feel I was not worried when you had your relapse. Of course, I was I'm worried about you, but I wasn't like, oh, here, it's done. I knew that you were going to come back because, and I feel that more and more every day with you because of where your life is going. It's just like, he can't go back because he's got an amazing life now. Like there's just, that's just not an option. It doesn't feel like you would even want that. I will be the Debbie Downer here. It is always oh an option. It yeah. is always an option for us. Okay. Uh, the thing is, damn it. The thing is, sorry, sorry. It's just a reality <laughs> no, that, okay. that that's, that's what was pounded in my head. And I've seen it. I've seen it yeah. where people who've had a really yeah. long sustained amounts of sobriety. And then all of a sudden they get a wild hair up their ass that they can do it. And then they're still drinking and now they, they look terrible. Um, yeah. But I am a firm believer that, my great friend Henry and my podcast partner is never going to go back to that because I'm here yes. for him. He has a great system. He was a motivating factor for, for me getting sober. He helps me. I help him. He has great people surrounding him and he knows that deep down inside, that's not an option anymore, no yeah. matter what. And those coming out of those two relapses is a testament to that because 
one relapse could yeah. be a, a great excuse to just go right back to the way we were. So, so the fact that he has the cognition to recognize that and go, Hey, this is fucking gross. This is not who I am anymore. This is not how I process anything makes that odds of that happening where, Hey, I'm going back to who I was very slim. And, and, and the great thing is, like I said, is that he has a great support system. He has you as a sister who now loves him and sees him for who he really is and who he always was. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But yeah, Henry's not going back. I'll fly out to West Virginia and, and I'll have to kill him or something Beat like that. Beat his ass. So don't worry about it. I'll slap him again. Three times. <laughs> <Can't do that>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need. We might have to um, bust out the third slap. The third slap. <laughs> I do want to get to something because Cameron, I know you have a hard out. So I will singing from the mountaintops and tell anyone who listened, you are my hero, Mac, Aww. my big sister. And one of the things that I always like envied in you and tried to emulate and learn from you and, but didn't get for a long time and have now, but you for a long time, um, because you actually created mental health. We're learning. You, you actually, invented <laughs> I it. am the founder. Um, your your big thing was who cares who cares and because I'd be like ooh I don't want to wear dad's glasses because they're silly looking and I I'll be embarrassed and you're like who cares and and like I think I've told said this on here before where um you were like you're never gonna see these people again you're worried about all these people and I might have even regurgitated like my own but you were always really good at like just who cares it's fine and. You weren't always like you mentioned how insecure you were in high school. So like what what was the turning point and, and how did you how did you come to that where you, that freedom that is my I've said that's like my favorite thing about recovery now. Yeah, I oh my god, I don't I don't I I think going doing swim team at the college was a really big those two years were a big learning uh curve for me and then moving to Long Beach and being on, I, I did rowing down there and I met all of my best friends who are still in my life. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know. I think going away from home just allowed me to become, um, and traveling around the world. It was just like, you know, I went to Germany. I lived in Argentina for a little bit and then I traveled all over Europe and then uh, moved to New York city. And I just, I think I, I got the picture. I got the big worldview that um, I wish everybody could get. Cause it's such an amazing yeah. education. Um, and it just made me realize like, Oh no, nobody cares about me. I'm just we're, whatever. We're small. We're a very we're small. A peon. Nobody's even looking at me or thinking about me there. Everybody's in their own world. <laughs> like okay just do your thing i do have a i do have one one more final question mac um yeah. what is your favorite part of your brother these days and what i mean by that is the person that he has become in sobriety well my favorite thing about my brother is his sense of humor um in general he is, He's the, he is one of the funniest people i know and we can riff on shit all the time and it just makes me so happy. Has he ever done his, um, his, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anchor? 
Edgar, your skin is hanging off your bones. More sugar. <laughs> I'm gonna place my hands behind my head like this. Do that. Spot it was on, Edgar, dude. but it wasn't Edgar. He was he was looking he was just kept asking for sugar water. It was like somebody was wearing an Edgar suit. <laughs> Good old men in black, dude. Men in black classic. Yeah, me and Mac have a million inspired oh jokes that just to this day just get us going. I could seriously, I've made him do that. I could listen to it times. 24 hours a day. I love it so much. Um, but my favorite thing is about him and in, in his sobriety is his sense of humor and that he's understanding and has balance and like understanding like his work ethic and what he needs to do to do what he wants to do and can still balance that with doing things that he enjoys. Um, I think he has found an insanely amazing partner in Kristen. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm just really excited for their future and um, what, what it will bring. And just, I don't know. I just have my buddy back that I can like call and, and shoot the shit with and talk about real life stuff. And Edgar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's, it's so, it's such an interesting dynamic too, because I went from the fuck up or black sheep to all my family, like in a group text, we, we look up to you. We're so proud of you. You're, you're incredible. (laughs) What you're doing is incredible. (laughs) I love, I love the super boss. voice. It used to be like, it used to be like, if you want to keep living this way, you leave us the fuck out of it. <laughs> and I'd just be like, more sugar, <laughs> more vodka, dude, <laughs> more vodka. <laughs> oh my god, you were Edgar. <laughs> Just this floppy like skin was suit, Henry, dude. but it wasn't Henry. It was Henry in the Edgar suit. He just kept asking for vodka. <laughs> I was Edgar the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, so all I do is flash my awesome. light at you, and you would have. No, that would be me forgetting. Never mind. That was bad. yeah. I, I forget what they that. did in Men in Black. I haven't seen it. In so uh, I think I think he got eaten by him and then blew him up from the inside oh, with an yeah. atomizer. Oh god, that so is good. exactly what he did. The noisy cricket, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the noisy cricket. What a good movie. Oh, man. Well, that was uh, that was good. It wasn't as tough as I thought, um, and it, it's just nice to. Uh, I don't. I don't want to like toot my own horn, but these things that you were saying that were that were maybe harsh, like they don't. I'm not like, oh, that that's fucked up, or like now, like I know that I deserved whatever you gave to me, or and, and I feel obviously terrible for the way I made you feel, and it's good to hear you say it and to talk about it, and nothing's like, oh, that. Uh, oh, why'd she say that? Because it's like, yeah, that's what I was. And, and it fucking sucked. I sucked. Like, that's just how it was. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like, um, this is a really safe space. First of all, that you guys have created. And I don't, uh, I don't 
think that there's anything I can say that you can't take because you know, and you're evolved. And um, it was just more of like personal stories that we haven't really talked about, but I, I have my experience. You have your version, Um, but it it felt good to talk about it. And, um, you know, I hope we can keep this conversations going because I'm sure more stuff will come up as, as time goes on and blah, blah, blah. We'll have to, we'll have you back and we'll get, pick up where, whatever we miss. Cause I'm sure yeah. we'll think of a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I, I think it's beautiful. And then thank you for that wonderful compliment that, that we've created a safe space here. I, I, I appreciate yeah. that, that, yeah. that, that it feels welcoming and warming and a warm enough space for you to feel like you can comfortably talk about these things with us. Um, that's a great yeah. compliment. Um, and, and that's what we strive to, to bring. So I appreciate all your transparency, Mag. Um, you were a great guest and, 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 and it, there was a great highlight that, um, Henry was in fact, Edgar just in a skin suit searching for vodka. Dude, dude, that is fucking hilarious. I'm Photoshopping that on his face, dude, dude, I'm doing that dude for sure, dude. That's social media content. Oh my God. Oh God. That was so funny. I could see Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. They're alcoholics from the planet of alcohol. All they do is search around and just look for more alcohol. That's all they ever do. That's all they care about. <laughs> Their family, they don't give a I shit. Need okay. more. <laughs> uh, oh, well, God. Thank you, Mac. And I'm very, very happy to have my big sister back and yeah. the relationship we have now. I'm very grateful for it. And I love Me you so too. much. I love you too so much. And I love you both. And keep it up. Well, thank Thanks you, Mac. for your ongoing you support. And okay, we will have this guys. out, and I know you'll share it. So smash like and subscribe, bro. <laughs> how about uh, no oh, spiel, and you end it how you always end it, Cam? Well, you know what, dude? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm oh. gonna spiel. I'm gonna spiel. Can you see me? Oh, you booted her. <laughs> yeah. You there? Oh, I didn't mean to boot her. Yeah, I, I feel I'm terrible. Here. I'm sorry, Mac. <laughs> Anyways. Um, we specifically <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> I didn't boot her, dude. I, I was freezing. I'm freezing right now. Can you see me? Yeah. We're having internet issues. Yeah, I, so I, didn't, mean, I didn't mean to kick her. John um, Cena. All right there, Edgar. Um, oh, she gone. That was all a great right. episode, dude. That was a great episode, dude. <laughs> that was fantastic. You doing okay? I thought it was going to be even harder, so it was good. I'm good. Yeah, I feel I feel great about it. Actually, it felt feels good. Feels very good. And I think it, I think the beauty, the beautiful part of that was actually, um, I think it was good for her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like for her, hundred percent. Say those things. You know what I mean? Like for her to get that shit off her chest. So I think that was actually the most beautiful part of the whole episode. Yeah, because of course we've talked, but we've never sat down and looked each other in the face for an hour and her to be like, when you did this, that sucked. When you did this, that sucked. And this is how I felt. And yeah, I definitely think that was awesome for her. And it was, it was good for me. And like, this is what we talk about, like being healed people. And I only fuck with healed people because I only want to talk to people who can hear this shit and, and, and listen to it. And the reason why is because I'll do the same, you know, like I, I, uh, I can take it because I've, I, I realize my wrongs and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make living amends for them every day. And this stuff doesn't bother me because 
I know I did that. I know I fucking sucked. And I know why she had to distance herself. Like I get it. I get, I get it because I'm able to, you know, look back on it and realize, you know, yeah, it was a fucking mess. But it's not who we are anymore, man. And that's the beautiful part of it. It is not. It is not, dude. And that's why it's okay now. Yeah, that's why it's okay, man. Like, like sometimes when people tell me these things, and then I I will get out of here because I do got to get out of here. Um, when sometimes when people tell us these stories, dude, like, yeah, it can hurt a little bit, but there's also like this, this for me at least, in the back of my mind, there's this warming presence that tells me you're not that person anymore, Cameron. So it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like there's this little voice inside me that goes, but you don't do that anymore, my man. And, and, and then I just, I just let it go, dude, like water off a duck. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, yeah, that, that person's dead and gone. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't do that stuff anymore. Now, if I was sober and I was doing that stuff, I'd have a hell of a fucking big problem with it. (laughs) Um, but but that's not the case. All right, man. So, you guys know the deal. Um, follow us everywhere. Like Max said, smash that subscribe button. Go on YouTube. We've been slacking ass mm. on it. It's been a mutual effort. Um, follow us on TikTok. Um, but uh, we appreciate having minty bees left and right. Yeah, yeah. Life is gonna life, dude. This holiday season has been a little fucking rough um, over Ugh. here too. I don't like it. What the fuck, dude? I don't remember yeah. being this bad, dude. Dude, this Christmas, this December has been fucking rough, dude. Like. Kids are running around like their heads are chopped off. Yeah, money's lighting on fire left and right. Um, It's just, it's been rough. Yeah, we're going to have to get into this on another episode because it's been a little rough. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, that is going to be a new uh, episode. I don't know if we'll do that one next, um, but we're going to do one about suffering and how to suffer well um, because we are trying to do that now. Um, And now I'm taking longer and and my wife's going to kill me. Anyways, I will end this like I always do. Hen, I love you very much, dude. Um, you're the best, bro. And I love you too, Cam. And remember, be like Mac and say, who cares? And fuck what they think. Be yourself. <laughs> Later, dude. <laughs> One of them see with the music of miracle. I'm gonna pop it and boy, the lyrics are so right. Oh, oh.